was going to say, if I can jump in for just a minute, I'd be the former social studies teacher in the group, and social studies includes that history and the sociology and that culture stuff. One of the things you can do, and for those of you going into elementary ed, it's just as important for you guys to know this as anybody at the secondary level because students will start, they're starting to think about these things early. The other thing is, is you have to include who's who. Everybody knows who Jane Addams is, right? Last time I looked. Okay, y'all know who Jane Addams is? Anybody? Did you miss this in history class? <laughs> Keep up with me, guys. Who's Jane Addams? Somebody tell me. Martha, I know you know. <laughs> Jane Addams started this whole house in Chicago, which is the beginning of social work, basically. Okay? She was also a, a lesbian. Okay? Okay, we got that going there. We got Helen Keller, who was a socialist, and all sorts of other things. I mean, you don't hear about these things in the public school, do you? Okay? Well, there's nothing that says you can't send a student out to say, well, why don't you go look into this? Trust me, you Google them, look them up on Wikipedia at this point. They're all over the place. It was a lot, it was a lot harder for you and I, Sister Jerome. We had to go look through books, you know? And they didn't write about these things. But history, sociology, we've changed. Historians no longer just look at wars and dead white men. Okay, and dates and things like that. They look at things like how society changed. They look at how culture changed. They look at who's important. One of my favorite books for my master's degree was about cotton plant planters after the Civil War and cotton growers and you know that kind of thing. And there was no big name anywhere in the book. But that's the kind of stuff that historians and sociologists and these people are learning now that we're letting out into the classrooms. Okay? So they've got the information out there. You just have to get them away from the traditional curriculum. And you have to feel safe enough to do that. And the only way to do that sometimes is to take that step and make sure you like with Paul, who partners with other teachers in the school. There are teachers there. They will help you. There's a lot of morale. Not, 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 well, Hillsborough is nowhere near as progressive as Pinellas when it comes to their GSA stuff, but that kind of stuff is important. I think it's important for you to know, especially as people that are thinking about going into the teaching profession, that it's our job to vote because there are people that are legislators, that are um, that govern what we do as public school employees. And if you don't like the curriculum, then there's something to do about it. And we are the ones that make the change. But we have to be able to vote first and have our voices heard. And then we can help make the change. So public education, sometimes you feel like your hands are tied and things have to be done the way that you're told things have to be done. But um, we all need to vote and we all need to be the agents of change. transgender people who are very political may tend to see this as a useful alliance. Others may feel that these are not, you know, our true allies. These are alliance of convenience. You know, it depends a lot on the individual and their history, but I'll give you an example here. It says the Stonewall Society. The Stonewall Rebellion, which is the beginning of gay rights, was started by transgender people. Back then they didn't call them that. They called them drag queens. But there was Sylvia Rivera, a Puerto Rican drag queen, 
who started this rebellion by throwing things at the police when they tried to raid the gay bar. And I can talk for an hour on how these raids were instituted, how they were legalized, and what was the purpose of them. Usually it was to get the residents of the bar downtown to the jails to rape them. And that stuff still goes on, I mean, in New York City. There's been cases, but not necessarily focusing on this. But Sylvia Rivera was the starter of gay rights. She was transgender. It got to the point that some year, I don't remember which year, in the New York City gay rights parade, that she was asked not to participate because they'd gotten to the suit and tie, uh, power suit look for gays and lesbians, and they did not want Sylvia Rivera there because she did not look right. She didn't dress right. She was visibly Puerto Rican. And possibly, at that point, the beginning of HIV was beginning to show. So, you know, she was pushed out. And for a while, a lot of the transgender people were just pushed out. They were not perceived as mainstream players in this because they were not seen as people who could get corporate jobs, make a lot of money, and do the good things to get the good name and the good press. That's changing, obviously, maybe not fast enough for some of us. I mean, when you look at Susan Stanton being fired as city manager, I mean, Largo, it didn't surprise me one bit. Even though Largo is in Pinellas County, it's probably the most conservative city in the county. But the transgender community, you know, we'll take any allies we can get. I mean, when I was growing up, I didn't know, I didn't even know what that was. All I know is I wanted to be a girl, and there wasn't much I could do about it. So, you know, so things, you know, things have changed a lot. I have a great job with a national corporation, the first social service agency in this area to have gender identity and expression as a protected group in the personnel policy. So, you know, as I said, we will take whoever we can get to fight for us. I don't mind. I just think that sometimes we tend to get forgotten because we're not seen as main. A lot of people don't think we can mainstream. I'll give you one example, then I'll let someone else speak. I came here to do a seminar last year, and the teacher asked the class, what were they expecting? Because I usually wear business suits, you know, because I'm representing a company. And one of the students said, a big guy really trying, struggling to look like a woman, and someone else said, oh, somebody that might come right off of Florida Avenue. Now, to me, if somebody's coming here from a national company, they're probably not going to be either. But that's how people think. There's certain stereotypes that are going around, and usually two of them is somebody who's absolutely unpassable, is the word we use, or someone that looks like a sex worker, which is a politically correct word for that now. <laughs> so, but that's not the case. We, we aren't all working the streets, and we don't all look like fullbacks in a dress. <laughs> and I won't say any more about fullbacks tonight because I know you're right, Dave. <laughs> anyway. Well, I'd like to speak, first of all, when it comes to students and children. It's all about safety, and it's all about making sure that we have safe spaces for everybody. But personally, as an out gay woman, I think the more the merrier. We'll, we'll take any people in. You know, because, because as an out gay woman, I understand depression. And I don't want anybody else to have to ever go through that. That doesn't feel good. So, so for me, personally, it's, we'll, we'll take anybody that wants to come in, and, and we'll all work together. 
was going to say, while we're coming on this, I read Arthur Ailey's Hotel back when I think I was in seventh grade, which is going to really date me. But one of the, and that, if any of you are familiar with the book, has to deal with racism and the integration of Southern hotels. Hence the name of the book, Hotel. And one of the things that was said toward the end of the book was there was a black security manager talking to the white manager of the hotel who insisted on integrating the hotel and overall the white objection in the town kind of a thing. And one of the things the black security manager said to his boss was, okay, you're ready to take on people like me who are middle class black people. Are you ready to take on those that are lower class black people? Are you willing to take on, like you wouldn't allow what quote unquote white trash or lower class white people into this hotel? So one of the things you have to embrace when you embrace a group of people is you embrace all of them. Okay? There are people, I'm sure, in heterosexual society that you would rather not associate with, that you are embarrassed by. Okay? Well, okay, that's fine, but they still go with your group. Okay, right? Okay, so we get to take, and not that I'm embarrassed, that's not it, but you have to remember we run the gamut of people. I mean, we've got dykes on bikes as opposed to just, you know, the linebackers and dresses kinds of a yeah. thing, too. So. And those of us who can pass, can pass. Those of us who don't, if you'll notice, I tend to dress comfortably. I gave up the passing part a while back here when I came here. So I want to be who I am and how I'm comfortable being, and that's how you do it. You deal with everybody individually. Or Tyler, do you need Yeah, I, I would love to comment. To me, it, it seems that it's an issue of gender. It's not um, an issue of anything else. And so I see women's rights, gay rights, transgender rights, is all stemming from the same issue, which is gender. So by if we could eradicate gender, it would get rid of all of those. So that's why I would include transgender into um, the same group and call it the queer community as an entire inclusive whole. Even the mission statement written by the students in the Gay-Straight Alliance at my school includes transgender and straight. <coughs> it's, it's on our school's website for our club, so um, they wanted to be as, as inclusive as possible. And that's written by you know, teenagers.